or something? Nah. We got next. <laughs> Francisco State University, some rights reserved for Creative Common License. Welcome to We Got Next SF, the radio show where we talk all sports of all kind. I'm here with my colleague, Bryson. How you doing, AJ? Not that bad. How you doing, Bryson? Doing well. Wow. We are... Uh we are here. We so we thought last week was uh, gonna be our last episode. We did think that, yes. But uh, luckily, we were able to convince our professor to let us get a get one more swing at it. One more. One more final final farewell, if yes. you will. Sadly, we don't have one of our other colleagues, um, Anthony. He's currently at work. Is that right? That, yeah, he's, he's, he's he had busy? to pick up an extra shift because, okay. like we, like we said, we weren't sure. Uh, we didn't think we were gonna be able to get right. the show this week. So. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Anthony had to, uh, picked up an extra shift at his job, um, but we uh, he is here in spirit. I know that. Definitely. We are going to miss him on the show today, but uh, yeah, we're, we are happy to be here. That's for sure. We are great. A lot of stuff happened in the sports world. Let's let's get let's start with the NFL. Um, let's do it. You want you want to jump in with your uh, your Vegas Raiders? Uh, my Las Vegas Raiders played on December eighth on a Thursday, where they played against the Los Angeles Rams. This game was supposed seemed like it was in our favor from the jump. We had a 13-0 lead, ended the game with only 16 points, and they scored 17 on the last-minute go-ahead touchdown by Baker Mayfield mm -hmm. with about, I don't know, 30 seconds left. It was basically it was basically after that touchdown, it was over. They, they had one drive, and they scored on that last drive, and it was ridiculous. We couldn't, we couldn't hold them at all. We couldn't, we couldn't score either because, I mean – Josh Jacobs had 27 carries, 99 yards, one touchdown, but broke a pinky, so he didn't finish the game. Um, yeah, uh, yeah I, unfortunately, I was very busy this week. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I am on the basketball team here at SF State, mm -hmm. and we were on the road from Wednesday to uh, Saturday night. So right. uh, road trip, got a couple games in there. We are in conference now, so it's a little busy. So unfortunately, I haven't been able to get a lot of uh, NFL time in this week right. uh but correct me if i'm wrong that's baker's first game with uh the rams right so baker mayfield picked up that contract i think he was either monday or tuesday probably i think yeah. it was tuesday because there was a lot of memes going online saying right. he's gonna have one day to read the playbook and yeah, yeah, yeah things of that nature and still win the game but it was ridiculous because it has to be against the raiders right like always, just your luck always our luck it, like the man it was just it was a bad game Thursday night special. I was at I was at work too. I was watching it too. It was just a bad, bad game. You guys and were winning though for most. We of were winning. We had they, a thirteen. You had to come back. Right. They. It was literally. They had their best comeback. It was a really good comeback for them, I guess, because mm -hmm. last one minute it was like thirty se forty five seconds. It was under a minute, and they had one drive, scored no touchdowns either. Everything went their way, and yeah. Now I think that pretty much like seals the deal on Raiders' hopes and dreams of mm. being a playoff contender, F sitting at five and eight while Rams are four and nine. Honestly, sad to see, but Baker uh, undefeated as a Ram. <laughs> you know what? After one win, they were talking about if he should be starting next next season. Of course they are, and you know those narratives. Of course they after are. one win, so yeah. well, don't feel too bad about your Raiders because if it makes you feel any better, the Packers. Oh man, uh, we do have a chance to make playoffs right. if we win out for the season, mm -hmm. and 
just about every other team in our division loses. So mm-hmm. <laughs> there's yeah. that. So uh, your your hopes are just about as good as mine when it comes to our teams making playoffs. But lucky for you San Francisco natives and Bay Area fans of all kinds. Yes, sir. The uh, the and unfortunately Anthony isn't here to brag about them, but <laughs> we have to you know do our part as San Francisco citizens to uh, brag for him about the. Uh, San Francisco 49ers yes. looking very strong right now. They did. They beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Tom Brady-led uh, team to a 30, let me double check. I don't want to say, yeah, 35-7. to seven. Oh, okay, so it wasn't a complete it wasn't, shutout. It wasn't a shutout. 35-7 to seven, uh, game with Tom Brady through for 34-55, had 250, uh, 253 and one touchdown. Christian McCaffrey had 14 carries and 119 yards with one oh, touchdown. Of course he did. It was a great game by the 49ers defensively and offensively. They were still able to find find their way without their quarterback. Without their yeah, without their first two quarterbacks. I mean, we got right. uh, their starting quarterback got hurt at the very beginning of the year. Then Jimmy stepped up and play, was playing right. relatively well. He yes, was. He had an off game or two, or and especially that one possession comes to mind where he ran out out of bounds from the end zone. But, but I mean, overall, he played really well definitely uh but yeah unfortunately he got hurt recently too and he's out for the season and now they're on their third string quarterback for the second game if i'm right for the second game correct so brock purdy uh mr irrelevant came in halfway um i don't know if you can use that nickname anymore oh yeah he's gonna be a starter now there there was i was i was watching um skip and shannon or somebody i was i don't know who it was it was some sports analyst saying He was giving me Tom Brady vibes. I'm oh like, are goodness. you serious? Two games, two uh, starts in his career. and He, I, he didn't even start uh, last week. That's the week that Jimmy got hurt, right? Jimmy got hurt, and then he subbed in, and this is like his first career first, ever start. Yeah. And he was the first person to ever beat Tom Brady in his first career start. So, okay, well. So <laughs> I guess he is giving Jimmy uh, Tom Brady vibes. Right, but let's not get uh, let's not get carried away here. Uh, this but there's bad is, news, though. Oh. With him. Let me hear it. Brock Purdy. Oh, we just got a little insider information. Yeah, actually. You wanna, from the locker room. You want to dive in on that, AJ? I guess Brock Purdy is hurt with the oblique injury? It's not confirmed. Not confirmed. Not confirmed, but there are rumors that uh, he might not be able to play this uh-huh. next coming week against wow. uh, Seattle, which is a huge game for the Niners because if they win, right. they lock the division. <laughs> if they they lock the division, if they get that win, they'll be sitting at 10-4. and four. Imagine locking the division at 10-4. and four. Wow. That would be that would be pretty that would be great for the Niners. Uh, right. But can they do it on a on a fourth string quarterback at that point? I don't know. The, so the next quarterback would be Josh Johnson. He's I don't even know who that is. He's a backup quarterback that's been bounced around the league. He's been with the Raiders. He's been with the 49ers before too. Okay. Uh, he's been on a bunch of different teams as just a backup quarterback. Gotcha. Um, and now his number is called up again. He's pretty. He he has um. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. He's not a. He's a. He's a backup quarterback. This is what for a reason. Yeah. This is four string at this point. So, at I don't know. What do you think the play, 49ers are gonna go for, aim for if they're gonna not have their QB ready for the playoffs? Well, to to be honest with you, um, while yes, it's been very dark for the uh, in the quarterback spot right. for the 49ers all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no getting around that. But uh, I don't think hope is lost. Mm. Uh, they're still. Even with the whole quarterback situation, they still have a – even when they had a good quarterback, they were a running offense. They focused on running the ball most of the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ball wasn't in the air much. And behind that, they have arguably the strongest defense 
in the league. Definitely. Top two, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, with all that help, uh, they are, the I think, the one team in the entire league that can afford being this deep in the lineup when it comes to the uh, quarterback spot. Mm-hmm. So, I wouldn't give up hope if I was a Niners fan. Um, I think they have still have a very strong chance to – well, I think they're going to make playoffs for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, – I also don't think what was his name the the third string um, uh, Brock Purdy Brock, yeah I think uh, Brock will be back very shortly mm-hmm. uh, again this injury isn't even confirmed yet mm-hmm. we're kind of doing a little insider information here for all you f- fans and listeners uh, definitely but and it's I- yeah I think I think this is the one team that can afford this and I think they just have it's kind of the waiting game at this point for their quarterbacks to get healthy and I still think they have a chance to make a deep playoff run. I'm going to be honest with you. I I definitely agree. Another another person I want to highlight that is also injured on the that was injured in the game was Debo Samuel. I don't know if Ooh. you've seen it, but I'll show you the clip right now. Yeah. Um boom, it was a run play, takes a couple oh. of hits, fumbles oh, the ball, and Debo's expected to be back on an MCL ankle sprain. So he's still he's probably not going to be playing in a couple weeks, but He's definitely back in regular season, so he's going to he's going to finish the the year. Yeah, he's definitely coming back. They, so okay. at first when they first seen it, they thought it was a it was a tear. So that's a lot of people were scared about that, but they uh, reports came back saying that it is just a sprain, and he should be back before oh, it, during the end of the regular season at least. Good. So yeah, that's another positive, I guess. But still, somebody they're not gonna have for probably like maybe a week or so. Okay, but so let's let's turn focus a little bit to Tampa Bay. I mean, they just scored. Seven points uh, again. Arguably the best defense in the 49ers. No one. It's never easy to score on them. Mm-hmm. But when you have arguably, uh, not even really arguably anymore, the best quarterback of all time and Tom Brady, right, uh, running your offense, you would, you hope to score more than one TD, right. So, and it's been pretty obvious um, through out the season that Brady has not been his normal self. Right. Kind of the most we've seen Brady struggle in recent years. Mm-hmm. So I, I got a question for you, AJ. Is is this the end of the line for Tom Brady? Is he is he done? <sighs> Tom Brady has seventeen touchdowns, which is thirteenth in the league with five interceptions with tied for fourth with three thousand five hundred eighty five yards sitting at fourth. Yeah. These are not bad stats. They're they're So they're I think they're I think they're up in like I think they're kind of roller coaster. Right. Know? Like obviously fourth and yards is phenomenal. Right. But put all those yards together and what do you have? He, he only has 17 touchdowns, which is in the bottom half, almost the bottom half of the league yeah. in quarterbacks. And then he's also tied for fourth and in intercept. Okay, that's that is pretty good. I mean, and then his QBR is at 23 uh 51, which is 23rd in which is literally bottom half. Yeah. Right. That's bottom pool yeah. uh, that's that's uh, almost worse than the league so he's 45 years old i don't honestly it's, like <laughs> it's almost like an empty stat line like it he's is. putting up high he's putting up quote-unquote good numbers however they're not getting the results mm-hmm. so is is tom brady to blame or is it the tampa bay's defense why they're not succeeding this year is it uh, that tom brady maybe doesn't have the weapons that he's used to having mm-hmm. uh so what, what do you think is it is it on tom brady is he done in terms of weapons, you know, he has at running back, he has uh, Rashad Wright, a good a good running back uh, with Leonard Fournette. So they have a dual running back. I don't know. They haven't been producing the same amount. Maybe the offensive line isn't protecting. 
But in terms of like wide receiver weapons, they have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Julio Jones. Those are three pretty good elite wide receivers that were in their, I agree. If, in their prime. I agree. Um, and with all those weapons, he does have a completion percentage of just uh, under 66%, which yeah, isn't not that bad. It's but. not bad, but it's certainly not great. Mm-hmm. It's not greatest of all time quarterback kind of numbers that we're used to seeing from him. He's so, sitting at six and seven. Will they, first of all, my question has to be first: Will they make playoffs? Mm-hmm. If they, if he doesn't make playoffs, I feel like he's gonna have some. He's gonna definitely want to play again. He's gonna be like, I need to go at it one more time, at least one more try. Just, just, just the way he is, that competitive nature. That's. I just feel like he can't go without having one more chance at the ring or at the Super Bowl. If he wins it this year, I don't know how he sitting at six seven. If it's possible or not. I can't see it happening. But, I don't even see him making the Super Bowl, let alone winning it. It's just, I just can't see it. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. He's he's stuck on that mindset of being getting more. I don't know why he needs more rings. What does he need to prove? I don't know. A lot of people were saying he shouldn't even play, shouldn't have even played this year. A lot of people were saying he should have retired this last offseason. Right, and I, I wouldn't play. He would be considered the GOAT after Absolutely. it. Absolutely. No tarnish on the legacy whatsoever. Nothing. Um, he's, he's getting old. He's 45, dude. I mean, why is he still on the field? Right. Uh, he and yeah. It's caused a lot of. I mean, everyone knows about the, the personal off, life, the yeah. off the field stuff. So mm-hmm. maybe that has something to do with why he's playing, not his best. Um, then there's also the, the, kind of like, devil's advocate. Right. Where, uh, I see a lot of people make this uh, argument with something I'm more familiar with uh, and probably you are too, the, the LeBron case. Right. Where, yes, LeBron is arguably the greatest of all time mm-hmm. and he's never had a bad season, if you really think about it. Yeah, I yeah, I definitely um, agree with that. So this, la- this year and this previous year before this, his numbers went a little bit down mm-hmm. slightly and he missed more games than he's used to mm-hmm. and all of a sudden people are saying he's washed. Right. When you look at his numbers and his records and stuff like that, he, he had a you put that stat line on any other player, mm-hmm. still a great year. Right. So above average year. But since it's not up to the GOAT standards that we're so used to holding these two athletes, yeah. people are saying he's done. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, is he done? Or is he just sort of finally father time's catching up and he's slowly falling off? Definitely father time's catching up. Is he done this season? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be 100% honest. I think he's going to play one more. After this. After this. One more, and then de- de- forgetting about all of the scenarios, if he's going to play the playoffs or he's going to go Super Bowl, he's going to play one more at least. I don't see him okay. leaving after this year, especially he d- with all the off if, uh, off-field issues with his wife. Mm-hmm. Now he has nothing to – the only reason why he would have retired was for her, for the family, so he could be with them. Right. And I and now that's not an issue, so I, – I could see that. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're not – it would, it would be kind of – Foolish, I feel like, to right? go through all that just to, to play re- one more year and then retire. After, right. Uh, yeah. I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. No. I could agree with that. Uh, speaking about LeBron and everything, uh, let's dive into a little bit of uh, NBA, shall we? NBA. A lot of stuff happened in, in the basketball world. If Pelicans are number one in the in the West. Yeah. When did that happen? So there were recently LeBron. Uh, so our best friend, um, what's his name? Zion. Has been playing crazy. He's been averaging at least above 27. Zion's our best friend. Yeah, because I remember we were talking about him earlier this season. Oh, about how right. is he gonna be consistent? Yeah, yeah, and I got it. I got you. So and but now he has been consistent, averaging 25 and 10, mm-hmm. and he's putting the and he's putting them on notice. So number one in the West is sitting at 18 and eight. 18 and eight. 
Uh, Memphis one game behind them at 17 and nine. Right. Uh, so this most recent game that the Pelicans played against uh, the reigning last year's number one uh, out of the West oh, Suns. Did that, you see that? I actually did see that, and that was a great game because there was a lot of tension between oh, those yeah, two teams. So for those of you who don't know, there's a lot of history right. between these two teams uh, in previous years with playoffs and even regular seasons. Just this playoff season, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, la- this most recent playoffs, the Suns are the ones who knocked the Pelicans out of the playoffs in a very competitive series. 4-2, yeah. Um. Every game kind of, you know, was hard fought and scrappy, right. of course. Uh, then at so tensions already high. Then at the end of this game, the Pelicans, what were they up? Fifteen ish. Uh, they were up by a decent score. It was it was the game, game was, was over. Game was over. Mm-hmm. I think the Pelicans were up by either ten or fifteen. I can't remember exactly. With about five seconds left on the clock, right. Zion Williams catches it on his side of the court with no defense, and it's common courtesy at the when there's no chance for a team to come back for the teams to just hold the ball and let the clock run die out, out. Mm-hmm. run out. Yeah. Game's over. No need to add yeah. insult to injury. Mm-hmm. Um, that is common courtesy in the basketball world. Zion decides, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to make a statement and does a 360 dunk. 360 windmill. windmill. 360 <laughs> windmill dunk. Freak athlete. That right. guy. He is a monster when he's healthy. Um, so clock running out, so he does a 360 windmill dunk to end the game. After with, with one second left, with one forces second them left. to check the ball back in. Right. Which is, you a know. A very, normally a very disrespectful act. Mm-hmm. Um, and it caused, obviously caused issues. And Definitely. there was a scrap, little scuffle at the end of the game where mm-hmm. both teams got into it, you know, pushing, shoving, a lot of smack talk and everything like that. Um, what what do you what do you think? And then Zion had some comments at the end of the game. Yeah. Conference. I don't know if you saw those. It definitely did. Uh, what do you what do you think about that whole issue? So Zion's comments was about how his he was saying he was saying this little nice speech about how this team knocked out my brothers last year in the playoffs and how I I wasn't there to help him and I took it personal, and so this meant something for him. Yeah, it's out of character, but. It, that's what builds rivalry. Yeah, like he did. He didn't mention that a lot. He said it was very out of character for him. Yeah. Um, he was, he wasn't really thinking clearly. Mm-hmm. All he knew was he he kind of wanted to get him back. Right. And if I don't know if you remember this, uh, AJ, but the Suns actually did something very very similar to the Pelicans in the playoff series, where they were up by I think it was like eight or nine points. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul had uh, just did a little dribble move and tried to score on uh, the Pelicans mm-hmm. with like two seconds left. Right, because the uh, you know the shot uh, the game clock was a little above the shot clock, and he didn't want to eat the uh, take the turnover with the shot clock running out, so he decided to yeah. put up a shot or whatever. And so, and they also did that to a few other teams like Memphis, for example, mm-hmm. in the regular season. So the Suns actually have a history of, you know, being showing disrespect. Yeah, a, a little bit. It's, yeah. it's quiet, but it's very subtle. But mm-hmm. yeah, they they have that kind of reputation around the league. So. Uh, Zion looked at that and he's like, I can't let that slide. Right. Like I got a first game we played against Zion played against them in uh, the regular season. Right. He's like, I have to make a statement here. Had a great game. Great game. Phenomenal game. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to end it on a on a significant note, and yeah. that he did. And he he apologized for it. He said it was out of character, but he said it kind of said in a way it had to be done. Yeah. And I I'm gonna be honest with you. So my stance on it, he had 35 and eight. Wow. Dominant. Great game. Dominant. And what do you shoot? Sixty uh, percent from the field. 
uh, he shoots a very high percentage just because of the fact that he's in the paint a lot. He shot 14 of 21. Okay. So, very high percentage. So, yeah, a lot. A lot of his points a, come from in the paint. Yeah, definitely. Played 42 minutes too. I honestly like it. I, I don't mind. Okay. I don't mind. I don't mind this little type of rivalry because not okay. So let's be let's 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 go back a little bit more. Why I like it. Yeah. N- New Orleans Pelicans for two three years now. Whatever they've been, not competitive team. Uh, organization where no one wants to watch them. It's just been it's barely just, making playoffs. Exactly. It's, it's free earnings, right? When you mm-hmm. play against Pelicans, it's free earnings. But they actually beat the Warriors multiple times. They beat them twice this se- this season already. Oh wow. And. They're, uh, New Orleans Pelicans are just making it more competitive, and that just brings more viewers to their to the to to the team. And now it's just a whole new rivalry because now we're used to seeing like the war, the two juggernauts go at it. Now we have these other people that that have some that have some tension between one another, and that can create a spicy series. Okay. So I, I see where you're coming from. So in the, in the standpoint of a viewer, okay, you know what? I'm the next time they play against each other, I'm definitely going to watch that game now. Mm-hmm. Who who would ever say that with a New Orleans game? Think about that. Right. So now it just brings a little more excitement to to those games at least. I, I definitely see where you're coming from because especially in these recent years, right. uh, the two rivalries you can only think of are S- Cleveland and War in uh, right. Golden State, mm-hmm. and um, that might like really if it, be amongst it. the West, you could say maybe like not just well, you could say like in the past, you could say the Houston and Warriors w- when they were going at it for for one year. For, yeah, so it wasn't really meant to build like a rivalry. It was a good series. It, it was, was a great, great series. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I see where you're come from. Where uh, it seems like, like I said, in recent years, the big rivalries in the NBA have been one team from each conference. Exactly. That meet in the finals, mm-hmm. whether it's Boston out of the East or Cleveland out of the East, mm-hmm. uh, Lakers out of the West or Golden State out of the West. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just kind of, it always just comes down to the finals. Right. So there's not been a lot of spice in the in regular, the, se- in the not even regular season, Playoffs. but. Playoffs leading up to the finals. Exactly. I'd say probably the closest thing we got was Memphis. That's why I think Memphis and Warriors. Memphis and Warriors, and then on the eastern side, Milwaukee and uh, Boston. That was yeah. Those because they're always the one and two. One and two. The past few years. Um. So yeah, I I agree. I really like how there's some you know there's some spice coming building up in the in the Western Conference. Definitely. It. I like how it's not just a series Mm -mm. right now. It's it's been building for these past few years these guys have been going at it yeah definitely um uh so something to watch watch out for um another team uh a finals rematch boston celtics versus the golden state warriors i don't right. know if you watched that i actually uh didn't see any of that that was uh that happened on saturday right saturday yeah yeah i had a game that day and we traveled back so i i had very limited free time yeah but, understandable uh, yeah so tell, tell me about that game I was able to watch that game, and it was actually a good game from start to finish. Um, so who, who came out on top, first of all? So Warriors, Golden State Warriors, beat the Boston Celtics one twenty three to one oh seven. Oh, so it was like a good little. It was a healthy time. win. Yeah, <laughs> it was a great win for the Warriors, especially because they just came off of two losses against Indiana and some other mediocre team. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've seen that too. They lost. They had ten seconds left, and they they had a four point lead. They lost against it. the Utah Jazz, right? Yeah, Utah Jazz. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Utah and the Indy. Yeah, it was those two teams. Yeah. Right. That was yeah horrible. Was so this is a bass, uh, bounce back win for them, and it's great because now. Um, Splash Brothers both combined for 66. Clay Thompson had 34. Curry had 32. Wig, uh, Wiggins was out that game. He had some type of hip injury. Pool stepped in. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. 
Yeah, Poole stepped in and he had 20. Uh, coming off the bench, Kaminga actually played a decent game. He was he was more aggressive and he was focused. I I was watching his game very closely. Okay. He was very much focused on defense. I think he's learning. He's starting to get um that Clay Thompson, Draymond Green defensive pride that they have. You know, like on defense, they 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 don't like no one to like go yeah. score on them. Yeah, yeah. He's starting to get pick that up from them, and I'm starting to notice it because he's playing a lot more aggressive on defense. He would he would slug off on three on shooters. He would let his defense is getting better, and he for him to score 14. Six and nine from the field with twenty one minutes. I love that. Five rebounds, three assists. Great for him. Keep going. It sounds like he's kind of figuring out his role. I would say because he, I mean, he was he's he had the reputation of like he was a bucket, right? Athlete, like, yeah, he was just a freak athlete who mm-hmm. just could score on mm-hmm. people. But on the Warriors, they don't need that. They have Clay who can shoot from anywhere. They mm-hmm. have Curry who can shoot from anywhere on the court, right? At, like absolutely anywhere, and can uh, has a nice little dribble to him mm-hmm. where he can get to the rim. Offense has never been something Golden State has lacked. Mm-hmm. That's why Draymond being so good at defense has been so key for him. Clay, when uh, he was uh, at his prime, was a phenomenal 3 and D player. Right. So I think he kind of realized that it's just like, okay, defense is where it starts. Right. My buckets will come. Like they will, they will, I will find them, whether it's offensive rebounds or I'm cutting to the basket someday. I will find my offensive rhythm, no problem. Right. I don't have to worry about that. Let me focus on the defensive end. And mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Um, and actually, in that game, because uh, Wiggins was out, um, Clay Thompson was number one. Gar- uh, was the number one was guarding uh, Wig- uh, What's the name? Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They were, he was their number one defenders. Oh wow! So he had a bigger role too, and was able to score. And I actually hold um, Jason Tatum to eighteen points. But really? Yeah, uh, Jason Tatum had eighteen. Wh- uh, Brown did have thirty-one. You know, if one of them had to go uh, turn up, it would right. be Brown. But well, uh, but they were holding. So uh, Jason Tatum had six for twenty-one from the field. Oh wow! And that uh, for those of you who don't follow the NBA too well, uh, eighteen is a lot of points. Don't get me wrong. It is. But for but Jason Tatum, who's leading the league in points per game right now and is a heavy favorite for the MVP, uh, is averaging over thirty. Thirty. Right yep. So it's literally half of his average. Exactly. Which is great defense mm-hmm. uh, from Kaminga. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, honestly, it was a great game. Curry had a quiet 30. Uh, Clay <laughs> quiet t- 30. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it, honestly, he when I was up, watching. Uh, at the end, didn't he? Is that when he mo- scored most of his baskets? So. He a, made that. He was the one leading that final push. Um, Do I have that right? I think so. In every um, in every quarter, he had plus seven points. So he oh, was okay. consistent. Oh, he, gotcha. He, he that's, consistent. The, that's the quiet 30 you're yeah. talking about. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, actually, one game I did see. One, the only sporting event I kind of saw other uh, than the World Cup uh, all all week was I saw the end of the Mavericks and uh, Milwaukee game. I did see that. That did was you? like Friday, right? Yeah. And oh. Our, and in my opinion, yes, uh, Jason Tatum currently in NBA's views is leading the the race for the MVP Correct. conversation. I get in, so. in my opinion, I think the two best players in the league are isn't Jason Tatum at all. I think it's between Giannis Antetokounmpo oh, wow. and Luka Doncic. Hot take. I, I think those two guys are the best players in the league as of right so, now. So best players as in MVP or just best players overall? I would, honestly, both. Ooh, so I, knock off Jason Tatum. I'm Jason thinking, Tatum is not averaging I'm putting, 30 ja- I'm putting Jason Tatum at the three, oh. at the three spot. He's still on the podium. He's okay. still getting that bronze medal. But he's, I think you take Giannis off that team, they're – bottom of the east if you take Luka off the Mavericks 
they're not even making playoffs. Right. And then you have Luka averaging 39 and 9. And you have Giannis averaging just under 30, uh, 12 and 6, I believe, with a couple blocks a game. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I still think those two are the best guys in the league. Right. While, yes, Tatum is on the team with the best record. So, yeah, that's where the MVP award is kind of going to go to. Yeah. Kind of favored towards. Um, of course. But I really thought that game, the Mavericks versus the Bucks, was a battle of the two best players in the league. Right. And I thought it was a lot of fun to watch. Did you catch any of that game? I watched it. I did definitely watch the end of that. I watched actually the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, nice. I seen Giannis get uh, get fouled out. Right. Um, so they actually did a great job guarding him. Yeah. Which is something you never see. Giannis is a seven foot super athlete that can dribble the ball and he's just a freight train uh-huh. when he puts the ball on the ground he just takes one dribble two steps and he's at the rim either dunking or a great finisher yeah so with contact so if he's not dunking he's probably getting an and one layup Foul. yep um so seeing him struggle they they did a great job at the beginning of the game i think he only had eight points in the first half mm-hmm. uh and he was i think two for ten shooting uh for his first 10 shots mm-hmm. so they were he was really struggling and that that hurt the bucks a lot but it that game really did come down to the wire didn't it end with the brook lopez lob or was that a different not no 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 it uh um oh wait i'm actually trying to i remember the last play luca trying to get the shot off towards the end yeah luca didn't have i forgot how it went but it went yeah, you know what it was. It was because it was George Hill inbounding the ball, and I was in yes. my head. I was making fun of how George Hill was the Cavs. That's every time I think of George yeah, Hill, yeah. I'm thinking Cavs. So that's right. why I remember it was a lob from him on the bench side, and then backdoor cut, cut, boom. Yeah. So it was a uh, um, back and forth game the, right. whole, the whole way through. Uh, Giannis really picked it up in the second half. Ended it with 28 points. 28, um, 10 rebounds. 10 rebounds, but. The last three minutes of the game, I want to say three or four minutes, mm-hmm. he got a six foul yeah. and was fouled was out of the bad game. Bad fouls too. It was really bad fouls. Like he he didn't let the player stand or sit, and he he wasn't even gonna make the shot. Like on the on the three point attempt, right? Like oh, that, that was his last foul, right? Yeah, his yeah, last yeah. foul. There was another one on the inside where he was he was he was reaching too much. He was playing a little too aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, his team bailed him out for that one. They could have easily they, lost it. They went on a it was a back and forth game the whole time until the last four minutes. The the Bucks were starting to pull away. I think right. they had a 10, 12 point lead. And then, then Giannis Mav- got fouled out. And then, yeah. And that's when Luca kind of took over, and the, the Mavericks brought it back within two, and it came down to the last shot. I think they, br- yeah, they it did. tied it up. I think at, at one, one point, point it was yeah. like close. Either they were up maybe by one, or they were, or it was tied. But it was very back and forth game. Um, very, very entertaining. Honestly, I feel like a lot of people have been saying Luca should be MVP. But oh yeah. I mean, I completely see that argument. He's uh, he's averaging thirty nine and nine. Right. Uh, he's shooting above fifty percent from the field. He's shooting about a little over thirty percent from the three, which isn't like amazing, but it's it's good. Right. It's a good shooting percentage, and he has by far the most usage out of any player. He's Definitely. has the ball in his hands more than any basketball player in the world right now, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and when that happens, normally it's just your your stats kind of like even out. Because obviously if you have the ball the most, you're going to turn over more than normal people. You're going to get more points than normal people type thing. You're going to miss more shots than everyone else because you're shooting more shots. Mm-hmm. He, with all his usage rate, is still leading the league in efficiency, which is mind-blowing to me. 
he's the most efficient player in basketball and has the highest usage rate. That is yeah. phenomenal, in my opinion. Definitely. Um, yeah, it's just uh, one thing I want to do point out in that game, though, uh, a highlight for me who I think is kind of a sleeper Ooh. on the Bucks. Bucks. Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez. His defense is phenomenal right now. His rim protecting or his perimeter defense? Uh, rim protecting. Rim protecting. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm not saying he's a great perimeter defender, but he can hold his own. Yeah. But his rim protecting is great. Not only is he blocking shots, he's changing shots, which yeah. is just as valuable. Yeah, forcing it, the player to change his shot and make it difficult on them. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So he's he's just doing a great job. I think he's getting just under three blocks a game. He's leading the league. Yeah, he and is. I, I remember seeing that. So every every week or so, they have the NBA post these pictures of who's the stat leaders, and right. I always see Brooke Lopez for blocks. Yeah, yeah, he's leading the league in blocks per game, and I think he's top five in rebounds per game. Uh, and I think he's averaging over a steal a game, which is rare for a big man. Right. So honestly, uh, someone told me he's the front runner for defensive player of the year right now, and I'm not arguing against it. <laughs> Maybe I don't know, but another thing, Brooke Lopez, I want to point out is his three-point shooting. He can shoot. He's shooting 40% from the field. Oh, like, wow. He's averaging 40%. Wait, from the three or from, from the, the three? Field? My fault. Okay. From the three. 40% wow. from three for a big man. Wow. Uh, says a lot by his shooting, and he's improved. Because uh, in his earlier careers, uh, his earlier days uh, with oh, the he, Brooklyn Nets, he was, he was a back-to-the-basket post player. He's post a traditional player. big. Exactly. Which, was, which is rare. And, but. He, and he elevated his game, and that's what honestly probably helped the, Brooklyn, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks get a ring. But, yeah. So one of my teammates actually said that this might be Brook Lopez's best year of his career. You know what? He's playing his best years too. You think so? With the with the Milwaukee Bucks, he hasn't. I don't see him as a bad center. Like I actually. Oh no, he's a good center for right. sure. But uh, I remember back when he was on Brooklyn, he was a monster. I mean, I could just be like, you know. No, no, he was overplaying it in my head. But I remember him averaging over twenty and yeah, twelve. I definitely, yeah, I remember. And it was that it was a time with D'Angelo Russell. Uh, Spencer Dewitty, right. that culture with the Brooklyn Nets started to create with them. Mm -hmm. it, it was it was a good it was a good environment, and Brook Lopez was one of the leaders on that team. Oh, for sure. Definitely. I think I think he was the, uh, the driving force in that offense. Definitely. But this, I will say, is by far his best defensive season. I'll, yeah, I can agree with that. And I, I don't think it's talked about enough. Maybe I haven't been paying attention enough. I don't mm -hmm. know. But uh, I don't think it's talked about enough how significant I think his minutes have been. Especially in that game, it was very evident to me that was, he was a absolute difference maker on the court. So mm -hmm. shout out Brooke Lopez, keep doing you, man. Yeah. How about the Lakers? You seen what Anthony Davis been up to? Uh so. So yesterday they beat the Detroit Pistons, one twenty four, one seventeen. Anthony Davis scored thirty four points on twelve of eighteen uh, oh, wow. shooting with ten free throws. Oh wait a minute, is this twelve is, rebounds, fifteen rebounds? Is that where he missed the game-winning free throw? Did you see the ending to that oh, game? Oh, that was against the um, – Is that the Pistons, right? No, 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 because they won this game. That game – Oh, okay. they, The game they lost was against oh, – Who was it? Philly. No, it wasn't – Oh, yeah, against Joel Philly. Embiid. Yeah, Joel yeah, Embiid. Yeah, 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 yeah. The 76ers. Who else missed the free throw? It was Austin Reeves. I watched that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Austin Reeves made one. Made two. It was uh, He got fouled at the three-point line, then missed it. Then LeBron James was able to get the tip, rebound. Oh, no, no. It went out of bounds on Lakers. And then Anthony Davis forced a turnover, mm -hmm. got fouled, hit one free throw, missed the other free throw, and went to overtime. And they lost. They didn't even score in overtime. In they overtime, I don't game. know. It was they, they, they didn't win. I know that. Right. It wasn't even close at that point. Every, the whole game was very back and forth, and that overtime was just they were tired. Yeah, they, they got fatigued. But uh, Anthony Davis has been 
on oh, a tear recently. On a tear. Yeah. I mean, uh, they both had thirty. They both. LeBron had thirty-five, and Anthony Davis had thirty-four. There, there was like a five-game span, I believe, where Anthony Davis was averaging like thirty-five, yeah. fifteen, and two and a half blocks. Exactly. Like he was on an absolute tear. Then he came down with the flu in the I middle think. of a game. Yeah. In the middle of a game, left uh, after a rebound, they called a timeout or something, and he yeah. just left. Mm. Didn't didn't see him for the rest of the game. Missed the next game. All right. And. But since he's been back, he's been doing well again. Yeah, so that game, so he missed that game, then the next game where they lost in overtime, and then now he played the Pistons, and he looks like he's back to normal. Uh, had 50, like just the same stat you just read off, 35 and 15. Yeah, he's, seven assists. He's, he's a monster when he's on that court right yeah. now. I, but uh, Do you I, see the Lakers going, like improving, maybe getting, becoming a, a top eight team? Because right now they're, they're 11 of 15 on the season. Um, not sitting too well. Probably bottom, <laughs> bottom of the rankings for you know in terms of standings. Do you see them making it to playoffs? You know, they're sitting at twelve. I'll say this. I'll say so. The Lakers are an enigma to me. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, they're just. I have so many questions when it comes to them. Yeah. Uh, Let's hear them. I think. I think they are one of the most talented basketball teams in the league right now. Okay. I think Anthony Davis is, especially right now, playing out of his mind. Arguably, like, especially in this like ten these last ten games, mm-hmm. probably the best center in the league. Just stats alone. Okay. It's between him and Joker, I think. Um, then you have LeBron, who's just always LeBron. All right. Uh, Westbrook off the bench has still been really solid. I think he's efficient coming off the bench yeah. too. I didn't I didn't like that at first, but it looks efficient, but continue. I think he just likes playing with those guys mm-hmm. more. You know what I mean? Not yeah. that he doesn't like playing with AD and LeBron. I think he, but could, he has just, more freedom. Exactly. Uh anyway, I think when the one like the biggest question mark I have about the Lakers is consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely. is by far their biggest weakness. Um now if and that is, I think, why they I don't see them as a championship contender. Um, mm-hmm. Now, if the playoffs were in a one-and-done format, mm. where it's just one game, loser goes home, March winner, Madness. March Madness style, college yeah. basketball style, I think they would be a huge threat. Oh, yeah. Because I think they can – I honestly think if they're all healthy, they can beat anyone in the league on any given night. They beat uh, Milwaukee they did. at full strength mm-hmm. by like by a good amount. It wasn't it wasn't a close game. I remember that game. It was because um, Anthony Davis had a great game against them, and it was more or less like they were going at it, trying to you know, because they're both two p- similar. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo and Anthony Davis. And size Davis. and strength and things like that. Yeah, they're they're more or less their best matchup for each other. And, right. And honestly, I think that could be like the future right there. Boom! Like they had to. Whoever wants to be the best, they have to play each other, right? And right. that was like that kind of sort showdown of situ- yeah. type, of, type of situation. Definitely. And it brought out the monster in Anthony Davis. Yeah, and he's, definitely. Uh, and he's been playing like that mm-hmm. for these past few games. So I really think they can beat anyone on any given night. However, I don't think they can consistently in a seven game series in a seven game series stay healthy. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's too uh, many question marks. They, there's way too many question marks. Um, is are certain guys gonna show up? You know what I mean? Right. Like uh, perform the way they normally perform? Are they gonna like kind of just go through the motions when they're out there? Kind of like get through the game, or are they gonna compete? You know what I mean? I think there's just way too many 
inconsistencies and question marks about them that I can't see them winning uh, a game seven like a game seven series with most teams in the NBA. I don't I don't see them making it to the conference finals yeah. if they make. Uh, but this this all only is whether or not they make the playoffs. Because in order to make playoffs, you have to be consistent. Because right. there are 82 games. That, 82 games in a season, that is a long, long season for these guys. I mean, definitely. here at college, we play just under 30 games. And it is a – we say it all the time. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Right. So for those guys to play more than twice as many games as us, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to be consistent. You have to win games in order to make playoffs. Right. Now, do, like I said, I think they can beat any team in the they you put in front of them, but I just don't think they have enough to muster up winning consistently. And I don't, I'm still on edge if they're going to make playoffs. To be honest with you. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I feel like not only do they have to be consistent. Okay, let's say let's say you're not consistent, but you still have enough wins to make the playoffs. Are okay. you consistent enough to win games in the playoff yeah, exactly. series? Exactly. So those those series seven games are yeah. no joke. Yeah. You go, you you win one, lose one, win one, lose one, and that if if you go in that pattern, you're not gonna get out even the first round. Right. So, uh, I I, wow, I don't, I don't see them beating because a lot of teams in the West look good right now. Yeah. So you have some teams that are so, Utah is at ninth place. Um, you know your uh, Dallas Mavericks are sitting at tenth place. Just didn't that's actually that. yeah. No, they they have been struggling yeah. a lot lately. I did not know that they're sitting at thirteen, thirteen. Warriors are just have one game above them. So I'm I'm really happy with my uh, just have to shout them out a little bit. My Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings. Are fourth, right? Or oh fifth. my goodness, they are fifth, sitting at fourteen, eleven. It's not like crazy distance, but for them to be fifth. I love the culture they have right now. Oh my gosh, the beam, the beam, the, the defensive player, the game chain that yeah. they start handing oh, out yeah. now. Um, their culture is just hard work, effort, and uh, war- just you know, kind of go out there and work harder than everybody else. Uh, they have that bell right. uh, at practice. Anytime someone makes an effort play, diving on the floor, getting a good rebound, loose ball, they ring the bell and celebrate. Uh, I think the coaches have to run for every certain amount of rings or something like mm-hmm. that. And not only is that just a good culture to have, they have fun doing it. Right. They are they are enjoying playing together. So I just had to shout out my Sacramento Kings. They're ha- they're a lot of fun to watch. If you haven't seen them this season, check them out. Yeah. I and I think I said it at the very first episode. They are they are at least the eighth seed this season, and they're they sitting at five. They might even surpass, be better. Surpass that, yeah. Um, one person I want to shout out from the Kings too, De'Aaron Fox. He oh, could have monster. easily have left previous years saying you know what this is a garbage team my talent is like he's averaging he's averaging over 20 this year he's oh, yeah. been averaging every 20 for the last two years oh yeah he's a monster he's a g- he could have easily great talent he could have easily just been like that all-star you know type of person where you know what i can take my talents elsewhere mm-hmm. and just you know play somewhere better but he stayed with the sacramento kings and look they're doing good look now I, I respect that and, so. they, and they he trusted the process and yeah. they built around him they brought in sabonis and they brought in good uh and they got they got Murphy, which is a great forward mm-hmm. uh, to complement Sabonis, and they got uh, Mitchell on the defensive end to help Monk. out Fox. Mm-hmm. And Monk is arguably, in my opinion, sixth man of the year right now. The is last he, few games, he's been playing out of his mind. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. Do you, how do you feel about him coming off the bench? I, thought I love he was, it. I thought he was like a. I seen him as like a, a number two, like De'Aaron, De'Aaron and Malik Monk, like that Kentucky duo. Right, right, right. And uh, I'm not saying he's. Uh, not the one of the more talented guys, and should like I'm not saying he's not good enough to be in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. I just think 
he's exactly what we need off the bench right now. Just like Westbrook off the Lakers. He's mm. the spark that the bench needs. Because if you take you probably replace we'd probably replace him with uh Herder. Yeah. And but Herder He's just shooting decent. He, oh, he's been shooting phenomenally. Yeah. But uh I don't but Herder's not really the uh create his own kind of he's just kind of the spot up shooter. Shoot come off a screen, shoot the catch and shoot. Yeah, yeah. Right. So he's not one to lead an offense. He needs people to create for him. So uh him in the starting lineup while Monk coming off the bench with that spark of just not only just athleticism and killer instinct is just uh he's also just working hard yeah. defensively and rebounds and things like that he's just all around all over the place on the court and i think that's exactly what the kings need off the bench so i i love the call yeah he's averaging 14 points two rebounds three assists off of 46 percent from the field shooting so Doing great. great great for him he came from the lakers too must suck being a laker fan <laughs> <laughs> yeah we are we are very happy to have him yeah, definitely. Um, in terms of the schedule, let's look. Let's just look at the division. Um, give me one second. The teams that are on top of the each team. Okay, we have Boston at number one, and the number two is Milwaukee. How do you feel about? So now Brooklyn Nets are at four, and Cleveland's at three. Did we did we expect this to happen? Did we wait? Say that again. Brooklyn Nets are at four, and yeah. Cleveland's at three. Yeah. No, I didn't see that coming at all. So I actually, a lot of people uh, had Cleveland at like the four or five seed. We did. I had him, I think, at six, five, six. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I had no faith in really? Cleveland. I didn't. I saw them at eighth at best. I saw them barely skidding into the play-in tournament. And I am, I am a big enough man to admit when I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And they have proved me wrong all year so far. Like Mitchell is playing very well in that system and they just they're playing well as a team really and they're sitting at the three seed and yes definitely surprising donovan mitchell's averaging 29 points four rebounds four assists while his counterpart darius garland another the other guard sleeper sleeper he's averaging 21 points two rebounds and seven assists uh, so, and then, you know, they have the great, you know, they have great role players like, uh, they've Robert. Got, they've got to be one of the best front courts in the, in the East. Oh, definitely. Jared Allen and Isaiah Mobley. Mm-hmm. And then they have Kevin Love coming off the bench. Uh, yeah, definitely two great, uh, Isaac Okoro, um, a small forward. They have a good roster. They do. They, they have a lot of guys who never, were never really good enough to be the guy, uh, any of their teams, like Paris previous Levert, teams. Yeah. But they are all really good talents, and they're really playing well together right now. Definitely. How about the what else? You know, seeing the East, we have the Brooklyn Nets at four. Do you expect them? Did you see this? I mean, honestly, I had them a lot lower. I thought they were gonna just another one of those episodes where Kyrie's gonna like just mm-hmm. create more, you know, nonsense, and then you know something else would pop up eventually. So I didn't expect them to be four. I thought they'd be like maybe eight. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect him to be very high either. Uh, especially after Steve Nash was let go, I thought that was a very bad move for Brooklyn. But uh, it seems to be working out, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I I have to admit I haven't seen a lot of coverage from them at all. I haven't seen a lot of games. Me I neither. Seen a lot of stories. Been, it's haven't. like a very quiet fourth seed mm-hmm. for them. So good on them for uh, proving us wrong again. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really have much to say about them, to be honest with you. KD's averaging thirty six and five. Oh, that's. There you go. Katie. Like like okay. usual, sleep. He he wakes up. He sleeps and gets thirty. So it's <laughs> yeah, that's true. One of the best scores of all time. And then Kyrie's averaging twenty five, four and four. 
That's not that bad. Not that bad at all. Uh, did you see that Nike let him go as a sponsored athlete? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, so Nike has uh, completely um, – what's the word you would use? Not uh, Terminated their, his contract? Yeah, let's go with that. He completely terminated his contract. They completely parted ways. Right. Um, they have no affiliation. That's what I was looking exactly. for. Exactly. Yeah. No, no longer affiliated with each other whatsoever. Um, Kyrie's are selling for very low on Nike because they're just trying to get rid of the product. So yeah. if you are a Nike fan and you like Kyrie's, yeah. go go buy them now because they're uh, very cheap. Uh, I'm gonna definitely buy one. They're actually one of the better hoop shoes. A lot of people like love Kyrie's. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, that happened the day before one of their games, and obviously he still has his Nike shoes that he wears and he's comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have the Nike swoosh on them. So I don't know if you saw this, but he got a uh, black Sharpie. Oh, I didn't com- see that. He completely blacked out his shoes and the Nike swoosh, so there's no logo or anything. It was just a completely black shoe, and then he got a gold marker and wrote logo here. Oh, wow. That's... <laughs> yeah, he was he was making a statement for sure. That is interesting. Because <laughs> he didn't want to represent Nike whatsoever because they let him go. So he completely blacked out their shoe, his shoes and just inserted, uh, wrote, no, yeah, I'll go here. I didn't see that, and that's very interesting. Honestly, for, I don't know if I would. That's kind of petty, to be honest. A little like, bit, a little but bit. But I mean, I guess because you're a superstar person, and if you're not gonna be rep- if you're not gonna be like properly like handled in your situation, I was about to say they they terminated his entire contract because of one statement he made. Yeah. So and after like, his apology and everything. Yeah, and he was and he was told to do like community service and right. do a lot of things, and he did all of it. So I I don't know. I'm not saying he was justified and I'm not saying I'm not picking a side here. Right, me neither. Uh but uh I just can see both sides of the fence for sure. Like uh but yeah, I thought that was very interesting. I was like, wow, Kyrie's uh making a statement for sure. Kyrie is definitely making a statement. So uh we are actually running at, wow, that hour flew. Oh man, it's uh, 5:50. Yeah, we're running out of time here. Uh I'm sorry, but we would I know neither of us are very much uh, soccer fans. Yes, I said soccer, ladies and gentlemen. Um, football. Uh, but we would be doing the sports world an injustice. Correct. If we didn't talk about arguably the biggest sporting event in the world, the World Cup. World Cup. <laughs> world. You know that song? You've been hearing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I actually... Watched a, a little bit of it uh, recently o- over the trip uh, when we sat down eight as a team. It was going on in all the TVs and the restaurants, and um, so got to see a couple of the couple highlights from a few of the games. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any uh, any takes on anything? Let's st- um, let's start with uh, Argentina versus Netherlands. Argentina versus Netherlands. I watched that game. So we were in class uh, before we watched our videos, our packages, and you know the news. Right. 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 We uh we wa- we were watching the game and everybody it went to penalties. It came down to penalty kicks. And I honestly after like the third kick it looked like it was three two, and I was just thinking oh yeah. So yeah so Messi went first for Argentina and he so yep effortlessly got that goal easy he yeah. he's amazing uh but fast forward Argentina made their first three penalty kicks and for those of you who don't know it's best out of five right um best out of four I think four. Four three right here. Oh yeah. Uh, well, it's best out of five. So the oh, first yeah, yeah, guy yeah. to make three, yeah, unless it's, unless it's tied three to five, then yeah. you keep going. Yeah. Um. So the Netherlands missed their first two, Definitely. while Argentina made their first three. Yeah. And then Art, and then the Netherlands made two in a row right. to make it uh two for four. Right. 
and then the uh, uh, Argentina missed their fourth one. Yeah. So it literally came down to the kick. and then uh, yeah, Argentina. It was the last uh, kick. The Netherlands made their three in a row. Right. So they missed the first two and made three in a row. So it came down to Argentina, the very last kick, and he and he put it in the back of the net. So Argentina was able to advance over the Netherlands, and it was a wild penalty shootout it was i i actually enjoyed it. i don't watch soccer as much but i was i actually enjoyed it it was very oh it was awesome uh definitely it um, was great then you had uh france versus england france versus england correct i i watched the first half of that game i didn't watch this game okay i didn't get a chance to watch this one. so i got a little history um that france was actually being very much looked over going into this world cup were they yes yeah, so they're actually, I think they're the defending champs. That's what I was just thinking. I was yeah. like, aren't they, they, they just they, win? They, they uh, say, we say just won. The last World Cup was in 2018. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Yes, they are the defending champs, and that would mean a lot in most other sporting events. But Correct. when it comes to the World Cup, that those four years are significant. I mean, these these French guys are, uh, this French team, sorry, is uh, very, very young. So a lot of people were looking, okay, so they lost a few of their best players. They're not going to be as good. Expect them to get bounced out uh, pretty early. Mm -hmm. They are proving that wrong right now. And they got a gold boot uh, favorite, and I I don't want to butcher his name, and I don't. Uh, so mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not gonna do that. But uh, for those soccer fans who know you, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, he's one. He's the France's lead striker, and he's um, he's leading this team to a, a very promising World Cup run. Uh, other than that, we do have to highlight Portugal, Portugal, which was the round before, which was the day before the Argentina and Netherlands and France and all. Yeah, that. quarterfinals yes. against Morocco. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We. That was crazy. Cause, cause obviously, so there's this guy on the internet called Speed. I show Speed. I don't know if you know him. Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen a yeah. few of his clips. I don't know much about him, but I've seen him. He's just this internet guy where he just he he entertains kids, and his thing is like the World Cup. And he's a big soccer guy, right? Big soccer guy. Okay. It's more or less like a meme. Like he doesn't know soccer. He just Ronaldo and all that. So he's just a fan. He's a huge fan of Ronaldo. So he was actually there at the game, and I was watching his reaction. Oh and wow! It was it went viral because. It was, you know, they lost, right. and he's that's his favorite player. So it was just, it was just funny to see how he reacted to that. And it was Morocco too. I didn't think Portugal so would lose. M- Morocco like, was actually uh, out of all the teams in the quarterfinals, the had the was like the lowest odds to win the yep. World Cup. Mm-hmm. They had, they were seen to be, they were being completely looked over. And then you have Portugal, who has arguably the greatest soccer player of all time in right. Cristiano Ronaldo. That is still being debated to this day, especially Definitely. right now with the World Cup going on. Is it uh, Messi or Ronaldo? Mm-hmm. Um, I would have been great to see them play. Oh, every, I'm, I'm not a soccer fan. Uh, I'm actually, I mean, everyone's a soccer fan during the World Cup. Don't Everybody, yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying the World Cup for Me sure. Too, of course. But uh, I don't follow soccer very well, I should say. Mm-hmm. I was praying. For a Messi Ronaldo final, that would be crazy. That would have been one for the history books for like, sure. It would have been never a, happened. Yeah, it's never happened. Yeah, and but um, a lot of people are very upset with mm-hmm. the way Portugal is treating Ronaldo right now. So yeah. he he got subbed out in the game before. He yeah. didn't finish that game. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't see any of it. I don't. To be honest with you, I don't even know who Portugal was playing. Me neither. Uh, so I wasn't sure if that was the right call. If that was anything to even. I think they were still losing. At. I think it was. I think I'm not gonna lie to you. It wasn't either. They weren't losing. Either they were losing or they were tied. But they weren't. They didn't have a lead. It was a critical moment where Cristiano. Okay. That's why he was mad. Okay. That that's what I remember seeing. And then they ended up winning it anyways. And then good. It worked out. 
And but then against Morocco, he didn't even start. Yeah, he didn't. So and then Morocco went up one goal to nothing, and uh, Ronaldo didn't come in until the fiftieth minute. Mm-hmm. So that's that's over half the game. That's ten minutes into the second half, right there. Yeah. Uh, or five minutes into the second half, and uh, a lot of people are criticizing what Portugal is doing. I mean, you got I've seen both sides of the argument, uh, where you have Ronaldo, who's some people say is given blood, sweat, and tears, literally everything he has, suffered so much off the field, right. off the pitch, that uh, to play for that and represent that country and all his teams, and they're treating him like this. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what, what do you have a stance on this, AJ? I know we're not too deep into the uh, soccer world, but do you have a view on that or a stance uh, at all? For him, yeah, honestly, it's yeah. I don't as much as like I know soccer. I don't know as much, but it is crazy to think you're doing that to one of the best, one of the greatest of all of time. All time, you know. There has to be some type of respect factor. Not only that, like, I don't know. Do you want to win? <laughs> like you want this is the World Cup every four years you're playing you're waiting four years you're training four years just so you can get a chance at becoming the top of the world mm-hmm. and the moment comes and you won't put your best player until five, 50 minutes in what happened if he played that first 50 minutes what happened if he scored two goals you don't, you don't the, know you don't for a player like of his magnitude you don't know how crazy of a game he could have had if he played the whole game you know right so I mean I'm pretty sure that some people are saying that uh he's May, he arguably might not be Portugal's best player. I can't see how that's the case, but a yeah. lot, I see a lot of people. I mean, what is he? Thirty-five. He's, he's on the older side. He's of on it. the older side, especially in the soccer world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. He's thirty-seven. Okay, I think Messi's the one that's thirty-five. But uh, yeah, so yeah. Ronaldo's thirty-seven. Um, everyone knows this is going to be his last World Cup. I don't. I don't see him playing at forty-two. I mean, that's actually. I could be wrong. This this might be his last World Cup ever. And Man, yeah, you might be right, yeah. And I'm not sure if there was a fall-off that we don't know about. Right. But uh, it, it, I, I kind of see where you're coming from, where it's just like, how, are, how do you not play Ronaldo for 50 minutes? The, 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 not, the whole game, 90 minutes. I mean, yeah. T- yeah, take him out if you have a two-goal lead with 30 minutes left or 20 minutes left or something. Yeah, yeah go ahead. But definitely. that is uh, – it's really mind-blowing to me. And I don't know if he was given the uh, respect that I think he deserves. Definitely. Um. Honestly, a lot of things, a lot of things in the sports world. There's still some games to look out for, though. Um, what games in the soccer world is coming next? So we have tomorrow. Oh, I just had it. It was oh, Croatia. Yeah. Oh, I'm tomorrow, so rooting for Croatia. Croatia versus Argentina at 11 a.m. And then on Wednesday, we have France versus Morocco. So I was, I'll tell you this, I was uh, hoping for a... Um, Ronaldo Messi final, but now that that's out of the picture, yeah, I am a hundred percent my all my chips into Croatia. Croatia, Croatia. I Absolutely. thought you were about to say Messi. No, 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 no. Give me Croatia in the World Cup championship because oh, okay. I don't know if you call it final, World Cup final. Yeah. Uh, but so my cousins, uh, who I'm very, very close with, I basically see them as uh, other siblings. Right. Uh, um, I actually grew up neighbors with them. It was very, I was very blessed. Um. They are Croatian, mm. so uh, absolutely r- behind them right now. Uh, U.S. is out. All my <laughs> all my countries are out. Denmark, uh, yeah. I- Ireland. They they didn't. Even, I don't even think Ireland made it. Yeah. Um, all my countries are out. There's no Messi Ronaldo opportunity. So I am all eggs in one basket, rooting for Croatia. Hope they come out with the win. Yeah. 
Well, honestly, don't mind to see. I just want to see good games. That's all. There you go. With soccer, is, you know, I'm not a diehard like soccer fan like I am with the Raiders or the Warriors, but see, if I see a good game and it's exciting, of course, that's that's what we all all sports fans love to see. Absolutely. Do you got a you have a favorite you want to pick right now? I mean, might as well go for the fan favorite, Messi. You know, he doesn't have one. So He's going to have a World Cup? I'm pretty sure. I remember oh, speaking wow. to an employee about that, how the rivalry is and mm-hmm. Messi needing a World Cup to solidify it all. I don't know. Some, that's like the narrative that the soccer world is going with. Gotcha. So, yeah, that's that's all. I just see a complete story. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. But it is 6 o'clock. <sighs> Unfortunately. Man, that was a fast show, and that's all we have for today. That is crazy. This is our last This is episode. for sure, for sure our last episode. Yes. Um, Next year, I will be continuing this um, yes. radio show without Bryson and Anthony, sadly. I yes. Mean, me, me and Anthony are uh, graduating, so we are very happy about that. Congratulations, Anthony. Uh, I know congrats. He's, he's very happy to be done with school i know i'm very happy as well mm-hmm. um i will miss this show though and mm-hmm. i'm uh i know anthony is as well we are both very happy that aj is going to keep it going for us uh, definitely next not only next semester but next year i think so is that I, an option i don't i the next I, all i know is next semester okay. so i definitely know go. don't, plan, don't yeah. plan too far ahead i like yeah. that i yeah. like that focus definitely. on the horizon Exactly. Um, but yeah, so we got next. We'll be coming back to you in the spring mm-hmm. with your host AJ, and we are maybe very excited. maybe you guys come back for one episode. I don't know. We'll I would see. I would love to. Yeah. If, if I find like we still got season going into spring and things like that, but uh, mm-hmm. I would I would love to come back. Definitely. And, you know, uh, help you out a little bit if needed. Obviously, you don't need the help, but I mean, always welcome. It, it'd you, be a lot of fun. You guys, we made this together as a group. We did. This is our uh, birth child. The, uh, the we got next podcast. So we got next radio show and it was a lot of fun to make it was a lot of fun to create uh, content for all you guys and yeah. it was a lot of fun to host with you aj that was, i appreciate that was great. it man you man i love working with you it was yeah absolutely um well that is all we have for we got next sf i'm your host aj and i'm tall can signing off